Welcome back to Intentional Talk. I'm Lisa Gay. And I'm Taylor Cole Longacre. We will continue our conversation with Tracy Mitchell. Tracy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for hosting me today. It's been a great conversation. Wonderful conversation. And we've actually had to turn this into three parts because it's so good. So if you are picking up maybe part two or part three and you didn't hear part one, be sure to follow us. And by the way, um, this is rebroadcast on Pray.com on my channel. So be sure to check out Pray.com if you haven't. And then it will soon be available on lots of other phenomenal networks. Yeah. So I'd like to dive into the next question if you don't mind. Okay. Why do you think God biologically wired women as networkers and communicators. Yeah, um, you know, I, I like to go back. I'm a researcher, so I like to go back to the very beginning and find out, especially why God did things the way that he did. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to finger and, and retrace um, the evolution, if you will, of women, the inception of women in Genesis chapter two, um, it says that he created woman f- to be a helper for mankind. And if we read that word helper in the English, it's a little misleading. But if you carve out the Hebrew word, it is powerful in ways that we've never imagined because that Hebrew word has four uh, root words and it means to be brave, strong, rescue, and redeemer. Brave, strong, rescue, and redeemer. And so God said, when I'm making you a helpmate, here's what I'm making a helper, not only for you, but for the entire earth, who's going to be the mother, if you will, of all living things. And he said, a strong, redeeming um, savior to the world. And the interesting thing about that, the only time that God ever used that, and it's a four-letter word, E-Z-E-R, Ezer, Ezer, however you want to um, say that word enunciated in Hebrew. The only time that God ever used that word again was when he described himself and he used it to describe himself 14 times. And so when I think about any lesser labeling, we think about how culture puts labels on us as women from billboards to pornography, to magazines, to all the types of labels that the world and society puts on us. It is a lesser labeling than how how God created us to be. And if we're not falling into the category of being those four things in our culture, then we need to really reevaluate at the core who we are and are we living up to the expectation of how God created us to be? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about storms in our lives. Yes. <laughs> you say that often we have the storms in our lives that make us feel uncomfortable and out of control. Um, how can we learn to embrace those, Tracy? Oh, yeah. I think by staying in the center of the storm for a while. <laughs> I remember, I think I did a, a Facebook uh, post of it this week, but recently, uh, a few months ago, I'd gone out and learned to, to sail. You know, I'd lived aboard for five years or something piece of information most people don't know. Um, but I really wanted to learn to, to sail, you know, not have motorized power, but do, do it the hard way, learn to sail. And so I took a few sailing lessons and uh, I think it was the second time out that we came up against this really big storm. And I, you know, water was filling my shoes on the deck and sloshing around, lightning flashing everywhere. And I said to the guy that was teaching me how to sail, I said, you know what, we need to go back. We need to get out of the middle of this storm. And he said, I thought, you came here to learn to sail. And I said, I did, but it's storming. And he said, you'll never learn to sail if you keep trying to outrun the storm. And he said, you have to, at some point, learn to lean into the storm if you're going to learn to navigate outside of the storm. And so I really began to think about that. And so many times we want to outrun storms instead of learning how do we navigate through them? What are the takeaways, especially 
especially in the season that we're in. You know, how do how do we make it through something? How do we learn to find and, and to navigate ourselves, if you will, um, in ways that we never thought we could? You know, on that sailboat, I was moving around and I felt like a wobbly penguin. And I'm the type type A personality that I want my feet to be solid, solidly rooted and planted. I didn't want to wobble all over the place because that in some way made me look insecure or less than. But I learned that the longer I sailed, the more uh, I got my feet beneath me and I learned how to balance out things that ordinarily I wouldn't be able to balance. Wow. You know, another thing about that is when you're walking through those storms, it's learning from those storms as well, because if you don't learn, you may always be in that storm. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think shame does not move us forward in life? Yeah, as, as I deal with men and women, shame is one of the main things that um, literally holds us back from our dreams, from our God assignments in the earth. And and shame is the secret that silences our potential. I'm going to say that again. Shame is the silence. Um, and, and, it, and it's deadly if you're not careful. I recently received a call from a woman who had led a very successful Bible study of, you know, close to a thousand people for over 20 years. And it was either a call or text um, not long ago and she said that she was considering resigning from her position for something that she did 25 years ago Mm. and it occurred to me that so many times the enemy will use things that we did 10 years 20 years ago to keep us wrapped in what I call um, sheets of shame it's like it's like we're literally bound so tight that we can't function because we're we're, we've allowed it to to almost entomb us these sheets of shame if you will and so we have to break free from that shame, if we're ever going to be effective, to walk in a level of God-given confidence, we have to strip away anything that would hold us back and anchor us to those shame-related issues. How would you recommend a woman do that? One layer at a time. You know, usually the way that we get into a mess <laughs> is one poor decision at a time. And not all shame is a reflection of our decision. Sometimes life puts us in shameful situations and, and we weren't, we were the target of it, but we weren't necessarily the perpetrator. Sometimes we're the victim in shame-based situations. And so we have to learn how to allow God, the Holy Spirit, if you will, and other people to begin to unwrap those deeply rooted places of shame in our life. And it's not always overnight. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's simply one layer at a time. Doesn't your book, Becoming Brave, aren't those like real stories? Yeah, oh, everything in, in that book actually, actually happened. Some names have been changed uh, to protect those in the book, uh, some of the places, but all of the stories in there are authentic. They they actually happen. And and I still, um, almost daily, for sure, weekly, get stories and testimonies of, of men and women who've read this book and their life and their perspective on life is, is radically different than before they picked up this book. Tracy, you've had so many experiences, and I can imagine that scripture has guided you through a lot of those times and places and situations. Do you have one life verse? 
Yeah, my, my life verse is Joshua 1 and 9, where um, God begins to do something new in the earth, and he chooses Joshua to do it. And with great fear and trepidation, he has to tell Joshua over and over, have I not commanded you? I mean, in this rhetorical fashion, have I not? And in that entire chapter, I think he says it like eight or nine times, have I not commanded you to be strong and to be courageous? And the interesting thing about that verse is he said, wherever you choose to go, Joshua, I will be with you. And I think that's so comforting. You know, wherever we choose to go, that when we're walking in our faith, that God will go with us into those places. Yes, he is always with us. Well, and your book, Tracy, is Becoming Brave. And then the subtitle, How to Think Big, Dream Wildly, and Live Fear Free. Tracy Mitchell, author of Becoming Brave, our friend, our soul sister in Christ. And thank you for being our most recent guest. How can we get your book? Oh, yeah. You can just do a Google search or you can go right to my website, Tracy Mitchell. That's Tracy with an E, tracymitchell.com.net.org. Any tag on the end of Tracy Mitchell. Okay. Wonderful. You heard it here. Thank you. Mm -hmm.